and welcome to the all-new Forever Blue Shirts Radio Podcast, powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Forever Blue Shirts Radio Podcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we now have some official dates. The NHL Draft will be held on October 6th. Alexi Lafreniere Day for the New York Rangers. That starts at 7 o'clock. It's kind of funny that after 65 years of not having a first-round pick, you know, we get a generational talent, and we can't even hand him his jersey and let him pull it over his head. Um, I'm pretty sure that the Rangers will mail him a care package, and when the announcement is made, they'll cut to him at home. <laughs> pretty crazy. Uh, and he will don the Rangers jersey with the number 20 on it for the year 20. So, with that being said, we also learned that Free Agent Frenzy starts on Friday, October 9th. So, any of you big hockey fans that view that as a holiday, that's the day to take off from work, folks. October 9th. Will the Rangers be players that day? Eh, it's I don't know. I don't. I, I find it tough, but it's possible. It all depends on cap space, and the Rangers have currently about 14 million in cap space. They could get 3.5 to 4.25 more if they are able to trade Henrik Lundqvist by that time um, with 50% retention. I don't see that happening. It's a flooded goalie market that is going to have Rob, Robin Lehner sign with. Vegas, taking him off the market, but putting Marc-Andre Fleury on the trade market. So that is going to be interesting. Um, If I'm the Colorado Avalanche uh, and I want to make a trade for a goaltender, I'd probably look at Marc-Andre Fleury before I look at Henrik Lundqvist. That being said, the Rangers have plenty of free agents of their own. So Jeff Gordon has eight of them to deal with. Three of them are unrestricted free agents. The other five are restricted free agents with arbitration rights. Just to kind of break that down for anyone who doesn't fully understand it, unrestricted free agency means you can go anywhere, sign with anyone, period. Done. A restricted free agent, well, if you get an offer sheet from another team and the team that you sign them from doesn't match, you could be penalized in draft picks. You know, first round draft picks, it all depends on the salary that you give uh, on the offer sheet will determine how many draft picks you have to give up. And usually, if that's the case, somebody will trade for the rights to that free agent and they will sign They will sign them and it'll work out that way. That's usually what will happen. This is the whole Anthony Sorelli, you know, Rangers offer sheet nonsense that I keep telling you is highly unlikely, especially with uh, the number of restricted free agents Jeff Gordon has. Um, arbitration rights, that means that the restricted free agent can say, all right, it's not working out. You're not coming anywhere close. We can't come to an agreement. Let's go before an arbitrator. I'll get closer to what I'm asking for, and it'll be a one-year award, and then the team has the right to walk away. That did happen to the Rangers with Glenn Sather at the helm when uh, he let Nikolai Zherdev walk from what he felt was too high a one-year award. So anyway, we'll take a quick break. I'll let the sponsors get a word in. And then when we come back, we will talk about the eight free agents the Rangers have. 
and I will make my predictions as to what will happen with them. Okay, let's begin with an easy one. Phil DiGiuseppe, left wing, 26 years old, coming off a, a deal that made $700,000. Um, he is a restricted free agent at arbitration rights. I like DiGiuseppe. I thought he did a solid job. Big, fast, uh, adequate 13th forward. Uh, not bad if he's on your fourth line. Of course, the Rangers did use him a little higher than that, uh, which isn't a great thing. They did get some injuries late, uh, but he did prove himself. And in 20 games, he picked up four points in the regular season. Didn't do anything in the playoffs, three games. Matter of fact, he was a plus minus uh, negative three. Uh, but I think he's done enough. I think he showed that he deserves to, to be in the organization, at least for one more year. Uh, I think he'll get a two-way deal, get a bump to 800000 uh, enough for the Rangers to be able to bury that salary in the AHL if they do not use him and not have to worry about any, you know, cap hit. Uh, but I definitely see Phil Giuseppe back. One year, two-way deal, 800000 Let's move to another forward. This time, we're going to talk about 34-year-old Michael Haley, who also made $700,000 uh, last season, uh, but is an unrestricted free agent. So... Haley, for what it's worth, was was a was a tough competitor, uh, and when he was in the lineup, did did a decent job. I mean, he played five minutes. I mean, he wasn't a big deal. He was on the fourth line. I think the problem people had with him is that he was a winger dragging down Leas Anderson, and that was probably a big point of consternation for a lot of fans that he was even being used. It wasn't a skill line, but in truth. You're playing fourth line minutes. You're playing five. A good fourth. If you have really good four lines, that fourth line is still probably only going to average anywhere between eight and ten minutes a game. It's not. They're not going to log big minutes. Um, with that being said, though, uh, Haley was injured often, uh, and sadly, I just think it's the end of his NHL career. I don't really see him being picked up by anyone. So my prediction for Haley is simple. The Rangers will let him walk. Now, let's talk about one of the big restrictive free agents we have. Let's talk about 24-year-old left wing Brendan Lemieux coming off a uh, 925000 uh, AAV. He is a restricted free agent with arbitration rights. I love Brendan Lemieux. I think it's clear as day. I've written enough articles about why the Rangers need more sandpaper players like him um, on foreverblueshirts.com. The Rangers love Lemieux, and he loves playing for the Rangers. If you recall, I had mentioned that um, he was on the Watch Your Tone podcast with uh, teammate Tony D'Angelo, and he basically said how much he loves being a Ranger, loves playing at the Garden. Uh, he's a blue-collar player, so he thinks that's a big appeal and that fans love him for it too. And I and I truly believe they do. So I think the, re- the Rangers are going to recognize they need more players like him because um, in the playoffs, they were basically ousted with no fuss. I mean, it, that was a little too easy of a series for the Carolina Hurricanes, sadly. Um, the Rangers didn't have much pushback. Uh, they don't really have a lineup that has a lot of pushback. Matter of fact, most of the players that do pushback are, are up for free agency. So with that being said, uh, I think the Rangers saw what he brought in Game 3. Probably was his best game of the season. Tony D'Angelo said it was his best game of the season. Uh, he gave the Hurricanes a problem every time he was on the ice. He was hard to play against. He's a perfect playoff performer. Uh, and I think he's a great 
third line guy, especially with a guy like Kako, if you're still going to keep Kako on the third line, who I don't think will be there. But if you do bring in Kratsov, I think he could help a player like Kratsov out. And Filipino, give them more room. Stick up for them because Filipino doesn't stick up for himself. Um, with that being said, I think he's an absolute keeper. I think this is an easy one. My prediction is, is the Rangers give him a three-year deal, take him all the way to unrestricted free agency, and I think they do it at a, at a good price. At I would say, let's estimate $2 million a year uh, for Brendan Lemieux. So that, to me, is a no-brainer and one the Rangers have to do. Let's move on to Greg the Leg McKegg. So he's a center, plays the wing, so he's versatile. He's 28 years old. He made $750,000 last year, and he's an unrestricted free agent. I liked what I saw from McKegg. I thought he was, he definitely played quick. He's fast. He's good on the forecheck. Excellent fourth line player. Uh, also, not bad if he's your 13th forward. Uh, in 53 games last year, he notched five goals, four assists. And he was, and I'm telling you, he was noticeable in a lot of games. Um, but here's the deal we are dealing with a flat cap. Um, he's a bargain, and I think he's gonna he's gonna get a raise. I think he'll make over a million, which means you know, the Rangers won't be able to bury all that salary uh, in the AHL if they don't use him. Um, I can see teams like Detroit, Ottawa, Arizona, LA giving him some decent money, uh, a little over a million for a couple of years, and put and and giving him a decent role on their fourth line. I think the Rangers can move on from him, to be honest. So when it comes to Greg the Leg McKegg, unrestricted free agent, the Rangers will let him walk. Now, let's talk about one another, one of the big ones. Let's talk about Alexander Georgiev. So the goaltender is 24 years old, coming off a contract that paid him $925,000. He's a restricted free agent with arbitration rights. I'm going to make it very simple. There are people still out there talking about the Rangers should trade Georgiev. They should. Makes more sense. Keep Lundqvist for his last last season. Those are people just holding on to the past. I'm pretty sure say 95% sure, I'm going to leave that 5% window open because you never know, that the Rangers are going to buy out Henrik Lundqvist. They're going to try and trade him first, but I've really, like I've been saying, I don't see a market out there. Uh, It's going to be a flooded goalie market. Names like Markstrom, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is going to be out there as a trade. You have Matt Murray out there as a trade. You have Braden Holpe. Uh, there are some goaltenders like Craig Anderson of Ottawa that maybe somebody might sign on for a year, or Jimmy Howard, somebody might sign on for a year. Who knows? The bottom line is is this. I think it's the end of Henrik Lundqvist's career in New York. I just don't know if it's the end of his career. Uh, the Rangers will probably buy him out. That's the most likely. So that's going to add another $3.5 million to the cap. So they'll have roughly about $19 million to play with. Uh, so th- there's money. There's definitely money to fill out that roster. And there's money to give to Alexander Georgiev. Now, Georgiev's 24 years old. I think the Rangers will give him a, a, a smart contract. I don't think it'll be a, wow, holy crap, it's too much money. But he is perfect as a 1B to Igor Shesterkin's 1A. 
Uh, and if you look at what's going on in the National Hockey League, the days of goaltenders, starters, playing 70 games seems to be going the way of the dodo bird. Now, these things are cyclical. I've seen them. I've seen it before. Uh, but I think the NHL is now turning back to playing two goalies, uh, giving their starter 50 games, giving their backup about 32. Uh, so I think that's perfect for what the Rangers have, which is Sturkin and Georgiev. Uh, and that's what they want, because if they wanted to trade Georgiev, that was the trade deadline, and they didn't get anything that they liked. And it probably made their decision easier going forward about what they're going to do with their three-goalie monster. Uh, and... I see Georgiev staying, getting a three-year contract. Uh, that'll take him to unrestricted free agency. And I think the salary cap hit will be probably close to $3 million. But I'm going to just say $2.75 million um, just because I think the Rangers will try and save a buck if they can. Uh, everything counts when you're dealing with contracts and limited cap space. Now, let's move on to... Another and the last, actually, and a, a, big, a big name, but the last of the unrestricted free agents. Let's talk about Jesper Faust. 28-year-old, player's player, kills penalties, excellent third-line player, uh, nice spot player on a second line. He was the defensive conscious for Artemi Panarin and Ryan Strom this year. He's not a top six forward. He really isn't. But that doesn't mean he's going to continue to be paid $1.85 million. Uh, and that's what he made on his last deal. He is getting a significant increase. Um, some of the rumors out there is $4 million, and I think he'll get it if he hits the open market. I think there are teams battling. I heard three, three teams. Uh, one from last year is still there, the Nashville Predators. Love his game. Um, Alain Vigneault loves Quickie. Uh, and I think... He'll look to try and bring him in if he can. And also the Columbus Blue Jackets are always looking for quality type two-way forwards. That's the type of player Torts loves. Uh, and Foss can score. So and kill penalties, I think he's a, he's a perfect fit there. Those are the three teams I hear. But so what's going on? Is it, I mean, the Rangers loved Foss too. And I know the players love him, but... He's going to be a cap casualty. The Rangers have to start moving on. They are loaded on the right wing. They have Buchnevich. They have Kapokako, who needs to get promoted. He needs to be on the second line next year. They have Vitaly Kravtsov. They should find out what they have in him. He needs to play. Right now he's on loan in the KHL, but he's got to get a fair shot at making this team, period. He needs to come back when the NHL restarts next season, and he's got to get a real good look. Uh, the Rangers also have Julian Gauthier, and he's big, he's fast. I think he's a great third-line player. Possibly fourth-line player is where he's better suited. Uh, lots of speed, but can he score? I don't know. Good questions, to be honest with you. But when it's back to Fast, you know, Recently, uh, like I wrote on September 1st, I, I had an exclusive. I spoke with a source uh, that the window has passed, according to the source, for the Rangers and Foss to work out a deal. Um, what exactly that meant of when the window occurred, I don't have a, a firm date on. Um, but I was told that for the two sides to make it happen, it would probably, it would take a lot of work on the Rangers side, I guess from where they were 
um, when they were negotiating to where I think Fost is now uh, and what he can get. And like I said, there are teams interested. And he did say in a recent interview um, in Sweden, which you can also find the foreverblueshirts.com, that he said the way he framed it, it would have been nice to stay. Uh, and he knows he's got options. So when it comes to Jesper Fost, uh, I know a lot of fans love him. Uh, hard not to like a guy who plays that way, plays hard, um, plays both sides of the puck, a total worker. But I think their final verdict is he's walking. The Rangers are going to let Jesper Fast walk. Now, let's talk about, let's get down to the nitty gritty, right? We have two big RFAs I've yet to talk about. And that's going to round out all the free agents Jeff Gordon's got to take care of. Ryan Strom. Unless the Rangers have a deal for a better second line center in their pocket that doesn't cripple their cap situation, Strom is coming back. Period. Here's the deal. The Rangers need to be in a position next season, next offseason, 2021, free agent season, to improve that number two center, play, get a real, real good player behind Mika Zibanejad. Uh, is Ryan Strom better suited as a third line center? Who knows? Maybe the Rangers could use Strom in a deal. I don't know. But the way I see it is, is that they are not going to do something long-term. So when, it, when it, you boil it all down, he's Ryan Strom is 27 years old, I think he made $3.1 million last season. He's coming off a deal making $3.1. Although I would love a two-year deal for security purposes, Strom is probably going to prefer, him and his agent are going to prefer, and, and I spoke with his agent, uh, and his agent said, well, we're just getting started with the negotiations. We're preparing for it. I think when it all comes down to it, Strom would like to be here for a while, but he's not going to get the contract he's looking for maybe maybe he's happy here who knows i you never know it's cap casualties out there and who knows what's really the market is going to bear because the cap is flat at 81.5 million there are now reports coming out uh that teams are going to be imposing uh their own cap ceilings of like 70 million dollars 11 million point five off the cap ceiling um, because of all the money they lost during uh, COVID and the regular season that was lost. And who knows, is it going to be a full 82 game season? I think it, they'll know if they are planning an 82 game season, maybe those, those internal caps will go higher, but if they, it's going to be only 60 games, they'll probably really enforce that internal cap. Some of these teams, but when it comes to Strom, uh, he's going to take a one-year deal so he can become an unrestricted free agent in 2021. Uh, and I think it'll be a fair deal. One year, I'm going to go around $5 million AAV for the number two center of the New York Rangers and somebody that Artemi, Artemi Panarin seemed to connect with. So that's that's my final verdict. And last but not least, everyone's favorite restricted free agent on the New York Rangers Number 77, Tony D'Angelo. He is going to get paid. Now, there's a slim chance it's not going to be with the Rangers, but I wouldn't bet on it. Um, a lot of people are saying he shouldn't get this money because he's only had one good season. Uh, I don't think that's 
accurate, first and foremost. Uh, if we're going to be fair, last season, he played 61 games and averaged almost half a point per game. Uh, he scored 30 points. That's not to sneeze at in a 61-game season, right? Not Defensemen aren't dropping 50, 60 points all over the place these days. And he took a giant, giant leap forward this season uh, with .77 points per game average. So he's going to get paid, and he's going to get paid fairly and appropriately. Um, the argument, the, the argument every Ranger fan or people are making out there is that Nils Lundqvist is coming but he's not coming till 21-22 season. He's in the SHL for this season. Done. He's not coming. The Rangers aren't going to try and sign him to an ELC either until 21-22. Next season. And I should say the next this two seasons from now. Let's be more accurate I, You know when, when I'm talking here. Uh, and that, that idea, that logic isn't good enough reason to say goodbye to D'Angelo. So unless you want the Rangers to take a big step backward next season, you're going to pay Tony D'Angelo. So my prediction, the 24-year-old right defenseman, who I believe can make the switch to the left side, coming off a deal making 925000 restricted free agent, the Rangers are going to pay him five. $0.25 million a season for the next three seasons. Take him to unrestricted free agency. And for all of you going, oh, we can't, shouldn't be paying him that much. He's a good hockey player. He's a good defenseman. And at that contract, you could trade him. Okay? If, he, if That's not like a, a terrible contract that can't be moved. How many of you people were flipping out about the money Brady Shea was making? And oh my God, now we're stuck with him. First off, Brady Shea is a good defenseman. Was he great? No. Did he did he take a step back here at the Rangers? Yeah, I guess so. But guess what? The Carolina Hurricanes gave up a first round pick for him, and that first round pick is now number twenty two in the uh, number twenty two in the draft for the New York Rangers. Okay, and that is a that is draft capital, and the Rangers could use that to make a deal for a defenseman, or maybe another center to give them more center depth. Um, plenty to talk about. I'm going to do a special free agent episode closer to October 9th. But that is the Rangers free agent situation. You've got it all. And when we take another break on the flip, I'm going to answer some of your Twitter questions. And we're back. Okay. So... It's been a while since I've done anything like this, but here are some Twitter questions that I'm going to answer, and that will round out the episode. So if I choose you, I'll give your Twitter handle a shout out, and I'll do my best to answer your questions. All right, so let's see here. What's a good question? What's a good question? All righty, all righty. I should have had this picked out. Okay, at R-F-U-K-S, R-Fuchs, if you're trying to get me to say something else, it's not happening. Uh, he also goes by Ryan from Brooklyn, Kuko, Kuko for Kako. He asks, since Buchnevich is the odd winger out, I don't think so at the moment, what would an ideal trade for him be? And with the addition of Lafreniere, Lafreniere does Kreider's contract become a problem in the long term? 
Kreider's contract became was basically going to be a problem uh, a few years from now. Uh, he does have a clause in his contract, a no-move clause, so that makes it even harder. Uh, but the Rangers needed to keep Kreider. Uh, he is a veteran, and he's a leader. And he is, if he's not potential captain next season, he's definitely the top alternate uh, captain. I don't think they're there. I don't think Buchnevich is the odd man out. Not at this moment. With Faust going, like I said before, I think the Rangers will hold on to Buchnevich. We're going to talk Buchnevich possibly next season uh, when his uh, contract is up. But right now, I do not think Buchnevich is the odd man out. I just, I just don't. So I think that's that's going to be there. So there's another one, another question from at contribute underscore double E, champions of Europe. Uh, which potential second line center should the Rangers target in the trade market? That honestly, I don't really see anything out there. I sh- I struggle with what a quality number two center is. And if I had to pick just one player, who's he's playing wing right now but can play center, I'm still in love with Ryan Nugent Hopkins out in Edmonton. I just don't know if there there's a deal to be made. Uh, last podcast I had Lyle Richardson on, and they and he said Edmonton loves the Nuge and they want to keep him. Uh, he does have one more year on his deal before he becomes an unrestricted free agent, but. If there's anyone I would target in a trade, it would be Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Uh, at Penn State 4, he asks me, Mika point projection and what would your lines be next year? I can't even start with the lines next year, but I will give you my Mika point projection. He will break the 100-point mark, and he may be the first Ranger to score 50 goals since Yaramir Yager. Can he break Yaramir Yager's? Goals, totals. Oof, that's that's gonna be that'll be one to to watch next year. But if Mika is healthy, over a hundred points, over fifty goals. So that that's my thought on that. Uh, let's see if we could do a couple of a couple of more. I have at Mitch Moran seven. Keandre, will he be on the opening night roster? Why or why not? I think he does. Uh, I think Keandre Miller very well might be on the opening night roster. Uh, I think he's going to get a good look at camp. I think he's going to make it. But here's the deal. Is he going to stick? He has an ELC. If he plays more than 10 games, they burn a year off his ELC. Uh, you do have that slide option. I think he, he gets he gets in there. And if he plays well, he stays with the team. If he doesn't, I think they send him down before that kicks in. Let's see. What else do, what else do we have? So many people ask so many good questions. Um, I'm going to take one more. So at 19Messier94, Chris. Uh, Chris and I have interacted on this little Twitter app a few times over the years. Uh, he asks me probably what is a great question. He wants to know, what's a realistic goal for this team, for the next three years. That's great. Um, I think it'd be bold to be like, oh yeah, the Rangers are going to win a cup in the next three years. I think anyone who says anything like that, you're just saying it to say it. Because to be honest, winning a Stanley Cup also takes a lot. You, you have to be good, very good. You have to be deep, 
very deep, but you also have to be lucky. Every one of these teams that you see somehow at some point in the playoffs got lucky. Something broke their way. There's luck involved. And there's also you have to be healthy. Injuries will kill you. So you have to be healthy. Listen, Tampa Bay is a far superior team than the Islanders. Islanders are a gritty team, very resilient, play a great system. But you know what? Not having Braden Point last night was the difference in the game. And the Islanders won by one. Uh, Well, two, empty net goal. But the bottom line is, Braden Point not being in the lineup hurt. Now, if Braden Point is out for a, a long period of time, the Islanders could take this to seven. And who knows if they could win the series. Once you get to game seven, a lot of things can happen. But that's my point. You've got to be lucky. And talk about one of the unluckiest, really good teams, the Tampa Bay Lightning, a prime example of just not being able to win it all and having a fantastic team. This team should be able to win it all. We'll see what happens. So when it comes to the New York Rangers and my outlook for them for the next three seasons, I think big step next season, making the playoffs legitimately, not a wild card, finishing in the top three in the Metro. That's a big step for next season. Of course, anything can happen when you get into the playoffs, but that's a big step. The second year, I think that's when the shackles come off. I don't know what happens with Stahl's contract or whatever it is, but I think the Rangers will then be in a position. Kako will be better. Lafreniere will have a second, will be entering his second season. I think the Rangers will be dangerous. Will they be a legitimate Stanley Cup contender? Year two, they will be on the precipice. He'll be on at the, at the cliff's edge to make that leap to, to contender. They could be very well a contender in that second year. No doubt, three years from now, the Rangers are a legitimate Stanley Cup contender and a favorite to win the Stanley Cup. Doesn't mean they're going to win it. But just like the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche, loaded in talent, talented, you know, to the to the hilt, they are considered a favorite to win the cup. They did it. They've got to address their goaltending issues. But I'm looking at the Rangers three years from now. I'm looking at Keandre now being a little seasoned. I'm looking at Adam Fox, Jacob Truba, Ryan Lindgren. I'm looking at maybe D'Angelo's still around or Denils Lundqvist. Is he ready? Did he make the leap? Is Kraftsoff? As talented as they are, is Kako the legitimate number one right wing that we believe he is scoring 40 goals and flirting with 80, 90 points a season on a top line with Mika Zibanejad? I don't know. Panarin still like MVP caliber type seasons. Shesterkin in goal. Man, there's a lot to make you want to say the Rangers will be a Stanley Cup contender three years from now. Anyway, folks. That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Flew a little solo, working on a guest. Next episode should be a lot of fun. Get that guest on. I'll never count my chickens before they hatch, but I promise to make it a good one. I hope you enjoyed this one. Take care, everyone. Enjoy your weekend.